You're listening to Behind the Design Podcast, your digital version of co-working that takes you behind the scenes on how to create an authentic brand, build an intentional business, and live a life with purpose every single day. I'm your host and brand guru, Olivia Silvestro, equipping you with the tools to wake up every day doing what you love and make money doing it. I'm so excited you're here. Let's get to it. Okay, you guys, I just recorded a podcast interview with Caitlin and wanted to immediately do the intro so the energy from our call comes right through. Caitlin is the owner of Meraki Media Management, a social media management and consulting agency dedicated to giving you the tools and confidence you need to succeed online. In this episode, I pick Caitlin's brain about all things Instagram. We talk about the dreaded algorithm, content that engages your ideal client, hashtag 101, like what the heck to even do with hashtags, and then mental health online. She is a wealth of knowledge. She's super engaging and is truly in the business of making Instagram more authentic. This episode is packed up until the end. So you really don't want to miss it. Like literally listen to the whole thing. You might even want to take a notepad out. I literally wrote like a full page of notes doing this podcast interview. It was so, so amazing. So packed with knowledge and is great for any entrepreneur. So whether you are in the health and wellness space, you are a yoga instructor. If you are in the brand design business like me, it is seriously so helpful. And it is like a breath of fresh air. You know, when we're on Instagram, we're like, we should do this. We should do that. We should do that. She tells you exactly what to focus on, what not to focus on and how to show up authentically and engage with your audience. So without me babbling on for too long, let's get into the episode. Caitlin, I'm so excited to have you here. Um, you guys are going to love this conversation. It's going to be so amazing. Um, so Caitlin, welcome to Behind the Design Podcast. I'm super stoked to have you here to talk about the dun-dun-dun Instagram, the love-hate relationship that all of us uh, entrepreneurs have with Instagram. Um, I know I have it. Um, I know my listeners definitely do. People message me on Instagram and ask me about Instagram. And I'm like, I legit have no idea what I'm doing here. Um, and I kind of have switched up my Instagram strategy. So I'm curious, um, your thoughts and excited to chat today about strategies, um, engagement, you know, time management on the platform, um, and how we can best use Instagram to grow our businesses because it is a social media and it's fun and it's exciting, but it's also, you know, you got to be strategic. So before we get into all of that, let's talk about you, your business and your story. So why don't you just go ahead, tell us a little bit about you, how you got started um, and what it exactly it is that you do. Yeah, of course. Well, thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited to be here with all of your listeners <laughs> and I'm really stoked to share some of the new changes like we were talking about that's happened to Instagram because we definitely all have a love-hate. Even I have a love-hate with it. So um, yeah, so I started my business almost a year and a half ago now, a little bit over a year and a half ago. Um, And I actually graduated from college and I went to JMU. I moved back home to the greater Philly area and I ended up getting a job for a local nonprofit here out in the outskirts. Um, 
And I was hired to do community development and fundraising. So I wasn't really sure what I was doing. I studied PR in college. So I knew a little bit about campaigning, but nothing about social media campaigns and really how to drive them. So when I started working there about four months in, they gave me a campaign, the bones of the campaign, you know, here are the fundraisers that we're looking for. Here's the strategy, but now you need to implement it and actually get them going. So honestly, I am such a researcher. I love research. I love to test things out. Like I'm very into experiments, um, which I'm sure we'll get into a little bit later. <laughs> yeah. um, so what I did is I just like hit the Google because I'm like, what the heck am I doing? I'm like 21 years old, no clue how to do anything like this. And I came across the Ice Bucket Challenge since it was a fundraiser and a nonprofit. It made a lot of sense for me to try and replicate that exact design, except on social media. So what we did was start an Instagram giveaway through Instagram stories only. And we ended up growing their Instagram following from 18,000 followers to 500,000 followers within a span of a month. What? So yes. I feel like you've told me the story, but that's like so crazy to think about it like that. It was nuts. And like seeing your Instagram that. stories. So you didn't like you didn't post on the feed or you did, but mostly through Instagram stories. Yeah. So like we posted about the fundraising as we are coming up to it. And then of course, when we launched the giveaway, like we had a link on the website for how to do the giveaway and everything like that. But I have to say it caught on so quickly that it was like rapid fire, which I feel like with Instagram and social media campaigns, that's what happens. Like yeah, for sure. It, you know, it's happening so fast that you just kind of have to roll with the punches and like go with it. So I really think the strate the strategy behind what we were doing, like when we launched, we would then re-tag the young girls that were participating. So they were young lacrosse players, um, very niche target audience, which I think is key for campaigns, because if you don't know exactly who you're talking to, then it's going to have a bad, it's not going to, you know, convert for your client or yeah, even that's like want. literally what I preach. Everybody has heard yes. because it is in the niche. Everyone's like, wait, I don't want to, I'm scared to um, narrow down. I'm going to have less people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's totally lies. Like, don't believe any of those things. Um, I've literally seen it work. So what happened with us was we did the niche audience and then we took each niche audience and we would just re-tag them on our story. So it would continue to drive the campaign. They would repost us and then their next girlfriends from their maybe club team would start posting. So it was just a fantastic way of expanding and growing um, and also boosting egos because Instagram is such an ego boosting app. It really is like ego driven. So any way that you can give back to your community and or your fundraiser or client, they're really going to, you know, appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. I love that. The way that you put that ego boosting. Cause it's so true. It's like, oh, they shared my post or, oh, someone commented, um, or, oh, someone likes what I'm sharing. It's so true. It like, well, that's why I think it can be so addicting. Um, because you are like waiting for that. Like you posted a picture and it's like, who's going to comment, who's going to like it, like all of that stuff. 
Yes, exactly. Like it's all about, oh my gosh, who saw this Instagram story or like, did somebody shout me out, you know, and how to really get that engagement going. And when you're able to give back and not be so stingy with those, you know, shout outs, like it's okay to shout out your client, you know, and pay for it. It actually ends up coming back around. So go yeah. for it if you're ever thinking about it, anybody. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And, and it also goes back to um, how Instagram is a social media. So it's meant to be social um, and it's meant to engage and interact. So how did you go from fundraising to starting your own business? Yeah. So once I saw how rapidly we could grow an account, it was kind of an aha moment. Like, you know, I got this great experience. It felt like literally someone had handed it to me. I mean, I did a lot of work leading up to it, of course, but of course I was like not expecting that much growth. So I had to take some time away. Like, honestly, I traveled across Europe with my boyfriend for a month and we just were like traveling, trying to figure out what we wanted to do with our lives. Yeah. By the time I came back, since my community in the greater Philly area is pretty tight, um, word travels quickly. So we had a couple of clients waiting for us by the time we returned from Europe. And that really just was like the nail in the head, you know, okay, I have to open up the LLC. I have to get serious, um, get a business plan together and figure out what the heck I'm going to do with this. (laughs) Um, I was very fortunate that the clients that wanted to bring me on were okay with me experimenting because obviously I had never done a daily management. Um, So it actually helped me create my business model, those first couple clients, just letting me run with their account and testing things out. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. I love that. So how old were you when you started your business? I think I, so I'm 24 now. So I was 22, like 23 when I started it. Yeah. That's amazing. Cause I think a lot of people, I don't know, you think I I hear so often, like I work with a lot of clients that are like around my age, I'm 27. Um, I work with a lot of clients that are around my age, a little bit younger, or then, you know, 10, 20 years, my senior. Um, And it's interesting because no matter where you are in starting your business, how old you are, you're like, well, I'm thinking I'm going to charge a little bit less because I don't have that experience or whatever. And it really doesn't your age or your experience doesn't matter. Um, And you also have to think of all the experience that you've gained from researching and working prior to that and internships and all of that stuff. So, um, you know, I started my business three years ago, but I've been working in the marketing and design field for six years. So I have six years of experience. Um, Yeah. It's interesting. That's Um, a good way to put it too, because I think a lot of people forget to include that experience, you know, like we're all like, all of the time that you, you know, you've done, um, you know, free work and you have experimented and you've done all of that stuff. It's, um, it's really like, it, it adds to all of that. Um, well, that's amazing. Cool. I'm so excited to, um, just dive right in. So let's just start with the, the nitty gritty. So just like Instagram tips for entrepreneurs. And I want to talk, maybe just have like your top three, um, and kind of direct, cause I know that people have the love hate relationship, right? So people are like a lot of listeners and me, it's like, how often do I post, um, when to show up on stories, what to show up, um, posting, like all that stuff, just kind of give like your solid tips on Instagram and entrepreneurship. 
Yeah, absolutely. So the first tip I'm going to give is actually out of the realm, which most people would say, but I always like to talk about positioning yourself as a local industry leader on the application. So tagging location is key on your stories and on your posts. So on your IGTVs, I don't believe you're allowed to tag location yet, neither with reels yet, but you're able to put hashtags on your stories. So you can really niche down into your specific area. And if let's say if you're worldwide, like we're service-based, so we can be anywhere. Sometimes I'll go into my insights and I'll find like the other locations that are hitting my, liking my posts. And it's very easy to find. You click on your audience, scroll down a bit, and there's like four or five cities that are your top cities of local people that are connecting with you. And then I'll start to tag those locations as well. So I know that they're resonating with my content already. So why wouldn't I push? that out even more. And when we talk about posting and how often to post, this is something that's really tricky because over the past couple weeks and months with quarantine, there's so much content on the app constantly. Most of us are on content overwhelm. We're like, put the phone down. We can't take any more free education. We almost want to just like expel and like look at funny stuff most of the time, which is why TikTok was so trending for a long time. Yeah. So I would say if you're comfortable, more comfortable with posting on your feed five days a week, maybe four days a week, if it fits well into your schedule, then do that. If it actually works better to do a story once a day, because you can just pop on while you're working and give some real valuable information or talk about your experience, your client's emotions, the things that they feel when you're working with them or before you work with them, that's a great way to just hop on your story, share some testimonials, you know, get your information out there on a daily basis. You do want to spend, you know, I like to say the weekends are for us. We we as entrepreneurs are not really good at taking time off. So I like to push seven days a week is too much. You know, we need time off of Instagram. So five days a week, if you can show up at least on your story or your feed, do what feels good for you, because that's when you're going to come with the positive energy. And that's what really matters to the client and to the follower. Yeah, for sure. Because I find that, um, I know a lot of listeners, they're in the wellness space. So we do branding specifically for, um, wellness entrepreneurs. So a lot of them are health coaches, nutritionists, um, Reiki healers, yogis, and, you know, we, as people in that wellness space, they, and, and me too, like I am very, I need everything to be intentional. So if I'm not feeling um, like I want to post, I'm not going to. So I, that's kind of like been my new strategy is like when it feels right. Um, I definitely show up on stories because I love showing up on stories. I love like sharing content um, and I love, um, yeah, just like engaging with people. And I do get a lot of engagement via um, my stories. But my feed is a totally another story. It's like sitting down, writing a caption. It's like, I don't really want to do it. It doesn't feel aligned unless I feel like compelled to. So um, it's nice to hear like an actual Instagram person say, like, just be intuitive (laughs) because um, it can feel forced rather than in flow. And I really don't like to run my business that way. And I think a lot of our listeners would feel similarly. 
Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And that's like, of course, it's a catch 22, like what we're saying, because you want to follow with intention and you also want to have a campaign strategy and you also don't want to just be like posting random stuff. So it's where that gray area happens for a lot of us. Like, where's the direction? How much do we take that feels good to us? Um, And I just always try to tell my client, whatever you can do is enough. You know, the people are going to come to you. And plus that's also working with business coaches like over the past year, because it took me a long time to be confident and say, you know, following your intuition in business is so real, especially when you're a solopreneur, because it's only us, you know? Yeah. So you have, um, you know, positioning yourself as a local industry leader. I love that. So like what, how would you hashtag that? Would it be, so like my closest city is Boston. So I'm really trying to create, um, I was in San Diego, I was in California for five years. So I have like my base in California, um, in San Diego, I still get a ton of clientele from there, um, both referrals and new, but then now that I live, um, closer to Boston, I have been trying to build a, you know, a space here or like, um, plant my roots here. So to kind of have like California, like East coast, West coast, um, So what do you suggest hashtagging? Like what I hashtag, like hashtag Boston brand design, like what do you suggest for people to do in order to get that local industry leadership? Yeah. Yeah. So I try to think about, I mean, you always wanted to connect back to your posting or your brand. So, but I do try to think about things that my client likes because most of the time that's stuff that I like. So like, local nail things that you might be searching for like hair inspiration or like, you know, something like that, because you can still work with hairstylists and you can still work with nail artists. So your company is so broad. Like a lot of people get so afraid to use hashtags because they're going to get shadow banned or something. It's not like we're hashtagging like video gaming or something. Yeah. <laughs> no connection or correlation. Um, it always has a correlation. And th- exactly that I would think about like putting Boston brand like Ross and branding, um, just all different types of words that people would probably search for in your area if they were looking for you. So if you kind of like step back and think about what would the client be doing on the other end of the phone if they wanted to find somebody like me? Oh, that's amazing advice. I love that. Okay. So we have your top like Instagram tips. So positioning yourself as a local industry leader, post when it feels right. Do you have another one or those like your top two? You know, the other one I would probably say is just to be really authentic as you possibly can. So even when you're in your DMs with people, make sure that you're, it's, it's just like networking face to face. It's really not any different, but we get in front of the phone, especially if we're not used to, you know, talking over the phone, or maybe we've worked in an office forever. It's really outside of our comfort zone and something that's kind of like eased the face face-to-face networking versus online networking for me is the talk texting that Instagram allows you to do. So I'll like reach out to my ideal client, see, you know, if they're interested in my free value that I have on my page. And then if they come back and ask for extra tips, I'll send them a little voice memo with some free tips and free value. And that goes a long way on the platform, just like it would if you were face-to-face and giving the client free tips. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. I love that. So be as authentic as possible. And yeah, I, I love that. And it's, it's so true. And I try to do that as, as much as I can, because it is so saturated and, you know, you go on Instagram and you're like, oh my God, why am I even on this app? 
So you do, and you do have your core people that show up on your story or like to search for your stories and your core feed. So it's like, pay attention to what you like about them as well. And it's probably because they're authentic. Exactly. Exactly. Like our ideal client is always a past version of ourself most of the time, depending on what industry we're in. But most of the time with what we do, they are that. And we're just taking them to the other side. Like we're showing them this is how great it can be once you learn all of these steps. Yeah. 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 I love that. That's amazing. Okay. So let's talk quickly about hashtags. So let's just call this little segment of hashtag 101. So like where someone's like, okay, I know I should be using hashtags, but how the heck should I use them? Yes. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. This is a great question. So if you have a small account, you really want to stick to small hashtags. And this is like more important now than ever because there's so much content out there. So if you have an account that's under a thousand followers, you really shouldn't be hashtagging anything under like 200 K or 100 K hashtag posts to that hashtag. Um, over, you mean over to over 200,000 like posts to it. Yeah. Yeah. And you can find all of this by looking on Instagram. I also use an app. It's like $30 a year, but I find that it's kind of really worth it for what we do. And also really worth it for just my account. Um, and it's called hashtag expert and it shows the post accounts, like the number of posts, um, with the hashtag on the actual app. So you don't have to like spend the whole time searching. So it's time. I mean, you always want to double check because you can use a hashtag that a brand may already use as like a slogan or a word statement, and they could be offended if you use the hashtag. Um, but most of the time they'll just reach out to you and you can take it down. Um, But back to the hashtags, really like the clusters that you want to look at are going to be in conjunction with the amount of followers that you have so that you can still get seen. Because if we start posting and we have like, let's say we have 500 followers and we're posting to a million hashtags, it's never going to be seen. Yeah. Yeah. And the whole purpose is to be seen to your following and like a follower that maybe wouldn't be following you. So it's all about like strategic positioning. And the best part about creating those local brand hashtags is that most of the time they're very small. So they're niche to your audience, they're niche for your hashtags, and it ends up playing off of each other really well. Yeah. I love that. So I know that like some people recommend having like three to five like clusters of hashtags. So, okay. So we should be using hashtags that are less than like 200,000 posts. So I have 3000 followers. So where should I stay around like 500,000 or still stay around the 200,000? Yeah, I would go up to like the 400K to the 300K. And the thing is, is it's really trial and error. So when you go on your post, like you'll be able to see, you want to reach over 20% new people at least every time you're posting. And you can view that by just clicking the bottom of your post. It says view insights. And then it'll show you like 20% were not following you. And that's a great stat. You want to be over 20%, especially if you're sending people. 
Yeah. Um, and like, of course, you know, there's going to be days where you just can't create a new cluster and you got to pull and you're going to get 7% and it's fine. We're all human. Yeah. <laughs> um, but when you have like a really important post, maybe a promotional post or a really cool video that you're like psyched about, do the hashtag research because it's worth it for you to put 30 together that feel really good that you know is going to pump out to your client. I do normally recommend to create clusters because it's easier for us, but we have to remember to refresh them because Instagram will notice if we just, you yeah. know, go with the flow. Like even every month I try to refresh our hashtags. Again, we're all human, so it might not happen. Um, but the three month mark is like 100% the cutoff. It's time to refresh. The what, what month cutoff do you say? Uh, around three months like three you months. should be able to reuse them if you have five clusters so you yeah. should make f like five five hashtag clusters with 30 all with th the 30 hashtags yes okay yeah. and then what should the combination of hashtags be because I've heard like a lot of different tips so what do you think yeah, so you can play around with it, right? Because it's all based around your content. So you might at times want to pull from what you're speaking on, or you might at times want to pull from who this post is really targeted for. Let's say, you know, network marketing, for example, they're really creating a personalized brand based off of a branch brand. It's going to be different from a solopreneur starting from the ground up from nothing. Um, so just think about the tip and like, who is this going to be valuable for? And then I'll try to create clusters within like my five that I can pull from. We'll pull from like marketing maybe, and then maybe a network marketing cluster. Um, and then let's say we're also going to pull some local industry leader clusters because we're going to try and hit that certain area. Like yeah. all really target and strategic as you possibly can, but that all takes time. So if you don't have a lot of time, then you just pull 30 and you go for it because it's all aligned with your brand. You've already done the research and that's the best part about batching it so that you can use it for a month, two months at a time. And you're not feeling overwhelmed last second to like get on your app and find 30 yeah. Are you ready to finally have a website you're proud of? A website that showcases your services, attracts your ideal clients, and allows you to finally charge what you're worth? Our Show It website templates are plug and play, completely customizable, and designed strategically for coaches and wellness businesses to make an impact online. And when I say completely customizable, I mean it. Fonts, colors, logo, photos, literally everything can be changed to fit your brand and vision. With a video library full of step-by-step -step videos, you can have your website up and running before you know it and can ditch the one you currently have. Head to currentdesignstudio.com to shop your brand new website and use code DESIGN15 for almost $90 off. Okay, awesome. Those are really good tips because I know people are like, what the heck? I know I should be using hashtags, but like, how do I know? Um, okay, awesome. So let's talk about... Um, there's two more things I want to talk about. One is talk about like the engagement and just like the ever changing, um, Instagram platform and algorithm. And then I also want to talk about time management. Um, definitely. And then actually potentially how to use Instagram to make money. So let's talk yeah. about, which kind of like encompasses everything we're talking about is, um, you know, if you guys have been listening, she's talking a lot about narrowing in your niche, you know, 
figuring out who your ideal client is. And that's really what the underlying, um, you know, marketing strategy is to actually making money on Instagram. People come to your Instagram account, they're reading, you know, your Instagram caption that is pointed directly at them. And they're like, okay, I need to hire this person. Um, but we'll talk a little bit about, you know, captions and all of that. So, but first let's talk about engagement. So let's talk about like the algorithm and then how to, you know, really create engaged content, um, on Instagram. Yeah. Great question. So, um, obviously a lot of things have changed, so we can't just really put up a pretty photo anymore and like cross our fingers. Um, that's not working anymore, unfortunately, especially if you do take advantage of your business Instagram account, which as business owners, we should, because there is so much free value that the back end of the insights are able to provide for us. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's why I'm a huge advocate for the business Instagram account and and the content that's really going to stand out for your client is always video content. It has to have, you know, a question, a call to action. And a lot of the times when we're writing a caption, we assume that people know what we're talking about or know what we want them to comment and they're just going to come up with something. And unless you're asking like a serious question or if you're very like, you know, blunt with what you're trying to get out of them. That's the best way to go about Instagram because have you ever read a caption and you're like, okay, I really want to engage with this person. This is an awesome topic, but I got to the end of the caption and I have no idea what to say. Like yeah. I really am going blank. <laughs> it's almost easier to put a question so that your client knows, oh, this is what she's asking me or this is how I can reply, or maybe I want to DM her because this is a personal thing. And I feel like I might just want to pick her brain on this. Like there's so many things that you can incorporate in a call to action that feels authentic for the client. Um, and also goes along with your rhetoric and the jargon that you use on a daily basis, just like how we're saying we would talk to somebody over DM is how you want to craft your content as well, because it all needs to be cohesive. So Video content is really key and just including your call to action anywhere you can. And all of that should revolve around your goal for your business for the month. Let's say you want to book podcasts or you want to get more clients. What is your goal? Do you want to grow your newsletter, mailing list, um, find out your goal and then make sure that every five days a week you're driving that in some way. Okay. I love that. That's amazing. Cause I don't do any of that. That's okay. Most of us don't <laughs> like, there's no rhyme or reason to anything that I'm posting on Instagram. I just like it. I personally like Instagram and I like when my feed looks nice. So, and like, I definitely love sharing content. Like I really do. That's why I have a podcast. I find it right. That's how I've learned everything in my business. So I love to provide this like similar, you know, content to people, but, um, I just kind of say things how, when they come to my mind, <laughs> like I have like pretty much no rhyme or reason. So if anyone ever doubts my authenticity on Instagram, you're wrong because it's literally like, Oh, this is a good thing to share. Let me yes. just, um, there's really no rhyme or reason, which is both a good and bad thing, I guess. So I like that revolve it around a theme for the month. So what your goals are, because I'm very goal oriented, but typically it's internal. It's not like um, an external thing that other people see. So yeah, yeah. 
And like, then, then, you know, okay, this week I need to get, you know, 10 new emails, like make it a reasonable goal for yourself, you know, because building relationships online are, is more difficult than building relationships face to face. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's just the way it is, especially right now. Everybody's a little skeptical, you know, holding in tight all their secrets, their money, everything. It's just the way it is in our environment right now. Um, But as that tapers off, hopefully, as we head into 2021, um, we'll be able to continue to cultivate these relationships. And the people that you're speaking with now will be your clients in the next three, four, five months. Like this is a long game, you know? So when we have clients that we work with that only stay on for a month, I feel badly for them because they're missing out on what would happen if they, you know, invested the full three months. That's when you'll start to see the return. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. That's so good to know. So currently with how everything is changing, um, and you know, just like the dreaded algorithm that everyone always talks about, um, what, what, how do you think people should go about, you know, still being engaged with their social media, um, and their audience when they're not seeing the, um, results that they're hoping for? Yes. Okay. This is a great question. So something I really like to do to just like instantly switch my mood is play my favorite song because (laughs) it can be like so daunting. We all fall into comparisonitis. And if you are following people that you frequently find yourself getting stuck on their feed, comparing yourself to unfollow them right away. It is not worth your time. Your time is to be spent warming your clients you know, building relationships with people that are going to push your goal, your business forward. So anytime that we're straying from that, it's not worth it. And it's a waste of time in the business. So this business account, we really need to just continue to make real content. So in your time would be rather spent in making a reels that would be silly and quirky for your client, or maybe even making an educational reels, like how can you share real value in a quick snippet that's going to be a great takeaway. Yeah. I love that. That's, that's awesome. And it all goes back to, um, being authentic and showing up intuitively and being in flow in your business. Um, I'm super woo woo, just like a lot of the listeners know, um, you know, when you're creating and you're like in, um, a state of like not flow and blockage, you know, you're not going to bring abundance and new clients, but if you're showing up authentically, you're, being who you are, you're being transparent, you're showing them the results and the transformation that's going to happen when you're working together. Um, that's, what's going to bring new clients and abundance and, you know, a highly engaged audience. Um, yeah, you you know, I have under 3000 followers. I have a multi six figure business and, um, I love showing up on Instagram and messaging people. And I've gotten clients who have followed me, uh, or have, I've had followers who I've never worked with that have referred me to one of their friends who started following me and that person became a client. So you never know um, who you're showing up for and what you're sharing um, and who it's impacting or how. Because like to us, we're kind of like, oh yeah, it's second nature. Like to me, I'm like just showing, you know, a logo design or just sharing my thoughts. And to me, it's like, oh, that's not that interesting. But to other people, what you have to offer is super interesting. And it's something that they don't know. So it's always important to like show up and share because you don't know, you know, who can take value from it. 
And that's so well said. And like the other thing is, is even if we show up when we're not a hundred percent on or like not a hundred percent positive, that is the authentic side. You know, like I had a bad day today. (laughs) We're all human. It's, it's good for you to say that. And like with me, sometimes I'll get on and I'll be like, I had a migraine yesterday. You know, like last week I struggled with a migraine and I had to like totally back out my brain for a day. I was just overwhelmed. And that's really important for other business owners to see, acknowledge, know that mental health is so important, especially right now with everything that we're all going through mentally. <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> we need to really keep on the right track and listen to our bodies, our mind, our soul, like what is in alignment for you right now? Cause that's, what's going to push you forward. If it's not on Instagram today, then maybe it's somewhere else and that's okay. It's still time well spent. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think like, that's my biggest struggle um, on Instagram is, or just like social media in general is I want to show up as authentically as possible. Like you're seeing these beautiful brands that we're designing and, you know, things I'm working on in my business, but what I'm not showing is like working until 10 PM at night or like answering a client email, you know, on a Saturday morning, or, um, you know, you're not showing that. And that's like a really big issue that I have. Um, I had like, um, yeah, it's just a problem. And I really, you know, that's like my core reason of doing this podcast also is just like sharing like the nitty gritty of Instagram. So let's actually kind of transfer. This really goes great. into like another topic I want to discuss is just like, you know, the wellness of Instagram. So like how to use the platform where it's not, you know, the comparison game and you're not, um, like going in that downward spiral of like, I'm not good enough. This person's better than me. Um, or if you just find yourself like randomly scrolling, um, is how to use Instagram, um, like time management, how you mentioned earlier. Um, and then also just like using it to actually grow your business rather than as like a distraction. Yes. This is literally my favorite topic. Like if I talk about this all day, every day I would. I'm such a big advocate for mental health online on all aspects. Like literally our computers are our life right now and it's not healthy. Um, So I'm really glad we're talking about this. And one way that I seriously stop myself and just ground myself right away is If I'm going mindless and then all of a sudden I feel one negative thought, like one thing, um, maybe I should be doing this, or maybe I really need to do more research on what this person's saying. I instantly stop myself because I like to get real value from Google and other places and also experimenting myself. So I would never teach something to somebody else that I just heard, you know, (laughs) I have to at least try it out, test it out, see how it works before I can teach it. So that also stopped me from comparisonitis and taking in too much content because that's a serious problem for most business owners. If you're doing a training and you're also listening to podcasts and then you're on Instagram all day, taking in more education, it's way too much. You should be doing one training. Yeah, like, wait, should I host a retreat in Bali too? Like, 
Should I be doing that? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So what I like to say too about our business accounts is only follow your clients and potential clients. So don't spend any time following people that are big brands or multimillionaires. It's not worth your time. It's not time well spent unless you're trying to warm an audience or within their audience, or you're trying to communicate with them about becoming partners or something, there's no reason for you to follow them. So I've completely eliminated, I only follow like business coaches that I actually work with and people that I enjoy tagging in my content because I value what they're saying, but I don't listen or even see their Instagram posts every day. I spend my time engaging with my clients and warming yeah. my audience. So I love that. Like I definitely follow on Instagram, like accounts that inspire me, but I progressively unfollow people on Instagram daily. Like I probably unfollow like three to five people yeah. um, on Instagram just because I'm like, Oh, I don't like that. I didn't like how that made me feel. Um, I don't like how, like looking at this. And if I ever want to see what that person's up to, you can search them. They're not going to be, um, you know, private or whatever. Um, okay. So let's talk about time management on Instagram. What are, do you have like a routine? Is there something that you um, suggest to your clients? Like how long should be you be using the app in order to like gain traction and create engagement? Yeah. Yeah. So I like to say 20 minutes a day. And I know that sounds really low, but at least for warming your clients. So reaching new eyeballs, you should definitely only be spending 20 minutes a day because you're going to be in hashtags. You're going to be looking through locations. You're going to be looking at a lot of accounts and quickly your brain can turn to mush after that. So you want to be strategic about who you're reaching out to. Does this person look like they would connect with my brand? What does their their bio say, what was their last post? Because if they just had a baby or bought a new house, I should probably say congratulations, you know, like really going at this authentically. So it's not as much about the numbers of the new eyeballs that you're reaching. It's what are you saying that could compel the person to want to reach back out to you or look at your IGTV video or even follow you? Um, so it's really not about the amount of new eyeballs. It's about what you're saying. And we do use messages for our ideal client that will cut and paste at times. But since it's really niche to that audience, it feels very personalized and it is personalized for those specific people. So when we're looking at the hashtag, it feels broad, but it's not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. And I do look through, like, I personally, like part of my engagement is I look at like holistic health coach. Um, I'll look at some of my competitors and I'll type in coach in their search thing, um, and see like, who's a coach and follow up and, you know, just engage. Like I had someone today that messaged me and we were just chatting about journaling. I had posted something about like a journal prompt and we got to chatting. I looked at her, um, I looked at her Instagram feed and she was talking all about Dub Sato and client experience and all that stuff. And I was like, you need to be on my podcast. Like, absolutely. Yeah. And she started with a super authentic, you know, she probably searched like creative agency or something like that um, and ended up, you know, finding me. And now I am going to have her on my podcast and she's going to be in front of all of you guys. So it's, you know, and it's, we're going to receive just as much value and just how, you know, we found each other. I think you found me on Instagram. It's similar. Like you don't know until you, um, 
reach out and you create that like authentic engagement with someone. So like I used to message people and say like, Hey, love your alignment and messaging. And I tried to do that like five times a day. And I was like, you know what? This doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel authentic. Now I go in and I, you know, look at their Instagram stories and I'm like, wow, this is so interesting. Or like, Oh, cool. Um, I engage in their polls, like do things like that, that, um, to, cause you don't want to work with people who don't feel aligned either. No, exactly. And they're going to notice, like, for example, when we, when I say like copy and paste message, it's literally like, Hey, we have a ton of free value on our page for your benefit. If you're interested, go ahead and check it out. If not, like whatever, we're still here when you need us, you know, yeah. like I'm so nonchalant. Like it's like, come and go as you please, you know, yeah. me if it's going to be too much, just come back when you need it. Um, and I think having that less stressful time for the client is really important. Like I'm seeing a huge transition with some influencers that are panicking now because their engagement's going down and they're requesting for engagement that's not going to make anybody feel good. You know, it really has to be like, what do you guys want? What do you yeah. want from me? That's going to make you want to engage. It's all about being of service on the application. A hundred percent. And that goes with, you know, two is getting people to engage with your content and then get off of the platform. So for those of you guys who are like, Oh, I have Instagram and I don't need a website. It's not true. It's a lie. Yeah. You want yeah. to get people off of Instagram. That's the whole point of the, you know, of, um, you know, engaging and creating content is to, you know, get them off of Instagram and onto your website or in your DMs. Um, and then you send them a link to your website or your contact page. Yeah. Okay. This was so amazing and so valuable. I feel like I'm going to have a hundred thousand other questions, but um, this was awesome. And I think it's great to like not overload everyone, but it's super valuable. You're so well-spoken. Um, so for people listening, what services do you offer? How can they work with you? Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So we actually are uploading our new website sales page like next week. So I'm so excited. Um, and we have an eight week, eight video business Instagram course um, that we sell through my online website. And we also have a few bonuses that we'll be adding over the next couple weeks that you can purchase additionally or just purchase with the package. Um, and those will all be about videos, reels, all these new changes to Instagram, um, how to combat those. And also you can follow along on my Instagram at Meraki underscore media underscore management, where I'm constantly conducting research and testing stuff on this application. So you can follow along with me there. Um, next week we'll be doing that. So, okay. Awesome. Yay. That's awesome. Um, okay. Is there anything else you want to add to this podcast? Do you feel like we didn't, uh, do you think we missed anything? I don't think so. This was so great. I really enjoyed this whole setup and like the conversation and just the flow. This is like how I like to do stuff too. So thank you so much for having me on. This yeah, of course. My goal is always to make it like super raw and authentic, um, for everyone listening, because we're all human. No one's perfect. Like you, it can look like that on Instagram that, um, everyone's got their shit together, but it's just not true. So yes, very true. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much.